Welcome to the Dog Nerd Show, where we geek out over our best friends. I'm Megan. And I'm Michael, and this is a show about all things dogs. Hey, everybody. So today, we are going to be talking about the wire-haired pointing griffon, arguably one of the most versatile hunting dogs out there. Absolutely. And arguably one of the cutest breeds (laughs) out there. I said there was another breed that we interviewed that I am smitten with, and this is it. Yeah. I mean, it started with the rugged good looks, and then after I met several of these dogs at this event, I was just like, (laughs) I am so in love. I mean, they're not only friendly and affectionate, but like you said, they're versatile. Um, They seem like awesome dogs, so... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so apparently, sportsmen in Europe were obsessed with uh, creating this versatile, do everything hunting dog. And then a Dutchman named Edward Cor, Cor- is it Cortails? Is that Corthals? Corthal. Yeah. He developed. Corthals. He developed this breed, uh, refining it in Germany and France. And uh, and and as we learn, this dog can really do it all. Yeah, and if you love dogs and our content, be sure to subscribe to our channel. It would really help us out and make me very happy. (laughs) Yes, and if you don't want to miss an episode, click that notification bell down there. It lets you know every time that we put out a new video. Yes, so now let's hear all about one of my dream dogs, the wire-haired pointing griffon. All right, so we are here to talk about the wire-haired pointing griffon, which is a breed that I have adored from afar for a long time and just met my first ones today. So um, tell us about a little bit about this breed, where they come from, what their history is, and then we'll talk about you know other characteristics and qualities. Okay, well the originator of the breed was from Holland and he developed the dog in Germany and that's where it was and so this was a developed to be the only hunting dog you would need. They will track, they will hunt, they will point, they will retrieve, they will water retrieve, they do fur, they do feather. They were, it was um, Corsals who created them, created them so that you would only have to have one dog and this wow. was it. This that's, was his thing. that's efficient, right? And they're um, supposed to be a medium breed. They're not supposed to be large, they're supposed to be moderate, medium sized breed. And if you think about it, back then people were a lot shorter <laughs> than they are now. So this is a smaller breed, and it was uh, probably much easier to handle. And you did see some women back in the day with these dogs. You know, you'll see photographs of women that had them back in the day. And so right now, the biggest population of them is probably in France. Okay. Right there. So So are they more prevalent in Europe than they are in America? Yes, I think so. This this is still a relatively rare breed, although they're becoming more popular because people like the way they look, Mm -hmm. you know and everything they hunt well our breed is one of the sporting breeds that has not lost their hunting capabilities almost every top wire-haired pointing griffon you will find hunts has a hunt title has a hunt test title and we're very proud of that in our breed that we have not lost the hunt in our breed yeah that's really important so a hunting dog are they easy to train Yes, they're very easy to train. Okay. And they're, they're, uh, this is a happy, friendly, 
breed. Now I tell people they, they believe in spooks. Sometimes they get a little spooky about things, but they're very friendly, very happy, okay. very great dogs in the house. They have like an on switch for hunting. They're a different dog in the field. And then you come in the house and they're just wonderful in the house. Wow. I'm not saying the whole breeds that way, but pretty much breed wide. This is a temperament that's really good in the home, okay. really good with kids and just good to have around. So that answered a lot of my questions, which is awesome. Um, the coat, does it? are they a big shedding dog? No, they're low shedding. Some people say they're hypergelic and non-shedding. That is not the case, but they shed far less than a Brittany or a Lab or a Golden, and they tend to blow their puppy coat, and then they don't tend to shed very much, although you'll find dust bunnies under the sofa, like this coat right here. This is an adult coat. This is a nice harsher coat they're supposed to be a harsher coat medium coat breed um, but you'll see longer or shorter coats um, the younger dogs with really great t coats tend to be very tight coated mm -hmm. and then as they grow the coat gets longer okay. and so but this is a good coat right here because in the field things don't stick to it yeah they tend to stick to the beard and the face hair and maybe the legs but this is good because when you come in from hunting you don't want to spend an hour cleaning burrs off of your dog yeah. so yeah. there are a lot of different coats and griffs it's one of the things we haven't been able to get really consistent throughout the breed mm -hmm. because there's so much variation in the background when they bred these in the first place yeah but this is a great coat we call it a teflon coat because stuff doesn't stick to it <laughs> that's awesome mm -hmm. and for like for the everyday owner what's the grooming like Okay, we trim the ears, mm -hmm. we trim the feet, we trim the tail. And that's pretty much all you do to these dogs. Okay, okay you gotta keep them clean. You, don't, you, you, you wash them when they're dirty, but um, you don't do a lot of grooming with this breed. And um, just a little bit of brushing yeah. or? So now he shows, so his handler will roll his coat a little bit, which means they pull out a little bit to keep new coat coming in. Mm -hmm. And, but uh, they're not supposed to be scissored under their belly or anywhere like that. They're supposed to be kind of a natural coat. Okay. Now he's hunted a bunch of, see he doesn't have much head hair because mm -hmm. he's hunted it off. <laughs> he's hunted it off his legs, he's hunted it off his chest. And in the show ring that's not supposed to count against them because it is a hunting breed mm -hmm. right there. But a lot of the dogs have a lot more head hair than he does. He just is a bushwhacker <laughs> so he loses his. <laughs> I see, I feel like he sees something in the trees yeah. because he was really intensely staring at something. Yes. Um, what is their, so their activity level is they will hunt like crazy for you, but then they'll settle down on the sofa? Yes, in the house. Now, like all sporting breeds, if you don't exercise them enough, they can be destructive. Yeah. It's real important. It's that like walking around the block five times a day is not exercise for any sporting dog. Yeah. Not enough exercise for them. But if you exercise them properly, uh, they need to be out running, leaping, jumping, exercising. Then they're wonderful in the house. Okay, so if you're a runner and you want a running partner, this would be a good dog this would for be you. A good dog. Once okay. They're, once they're fully mature. Yeah. You shouldn't run any dog until they're fully mature and their growth plates have closed. But yeah, once two years old great dog for to run with okay um and you already said that they're good good family dog good with kids um they're generally good with people too correct oh, yes yeah. they're a friendly breed you know they just tend to like everybody i tell people that my dogs 
Like if you drove up and opened your car and said, come with me, they'd get in the car and go with you and be happy. I mean, they don't tend to be one owner dogs, yeah. but they tend to be Velcro dogs in the sense that they want to be with somebody all the time. Okay. So you get a wire-haired pointer Griffon, you never get to go to the bathroom by yourself again. <laughs> They're going to be either there or at the door wanting to be with you. They want to be with somebody so then all the time. That means that with, you know, like work schedules and school schedules, mm -hmm. How does that work in terms of are they going to be lonely if you're not home during the day? Do they okay. need to be with their people? My preference is that my dogs are not left that I breed all day long anywhere without anybody. But if you have two dogs, mm -hmm. they have another dog to play with or something like that. It's not that they're not good and can't be left. It's just they want to be with somebody. Yeah. They you know, right there. It's like, like if you come to me and you want to buy a puppy from me and you're going to crate it all day long while you're at work, you're not going to get one no. from me, okay? Because they're just not going to be happy with that. They're not happy in kennels outside. That, that you know, there there are a lot of sporting dogs. They do well in kennels outside. Mm -hmm. Wirehead pointing Griffons are not a kennel dog. They don't do well alone outside. They, they need to be gotta with be. People. Yep. Got to be with their people. Um, are there any health concerns with this breed? This breed has a few health concerns. There's some hip dysplasia. There's some entropion in the eye. There's some uh, autoimmune thyroiditis. Um, then the, there's some a little bit, but it, it it's we test for those things, okay? And so we don't breed dogs that have those problems, okay? So, um, but other than that, they're really robust, really healthy dogs right there. All dogs across the board are starting to have more cancers. They're starting to have more problems. We don't know, really know where it's coming from. Some of it's genetic. Some of it could be environment. environment. Some yeah. of it could be a vaccine or something. like. We don't really know where it's coming from. So it's not significant to pertinent just to griffs. It would be yes. like across the scope of dogs, like people, yep. things are becoming more prevalent. Dogs are living longer. Mm -hmm. So they're having more old age issues because they're taken better care of so they don't die when they're five years old. They live to be 16 years old and then they're gonna start having some problems, but, yeah. but they're a relatively healthy breed. And what is the lifespan of About this? 15 years. Nice, that's great. For it's really nice. Dog. I wish it was 100, but it's 15. I know. So. Um, anything else, Are the, uh, did I ask if they're big barkers? No, these are not barky dogs. Nice. Really not barky. I mean, occasionally there might be one. That would be an oddball griff if they barked all the time. Yeah. They bark for a reason. Okay. They have a reason to bark. Yeah. They bark, but otherwise they're very calm and not barky. Nice. Okay. Um, anything else that we should know that I haven't asked you about? No, they're just a great dog all around. They're really good with kids, really observant. And there's just not a lot of, um, they're kind of a wash and go dog. Yeah. You know? Not a lot of work for these yeah. dogs, but they need something to do. I'll tell you this. They get bored easily in training. So like if, if you teach them to like go after a bumper and they do it right five times, stop and do something else because they're going to get bored. Yeah. And after about the fifth time if they do it exactly perfect and you ask them to do it again, they're going to think, maybe I'm not doing it right. And they'll get creative and come up with some other way to do it. Maybe you'll like it this way. Yeah. They're, they're, so they, once they get it, they get it fast, move on and you can come back to it later, but don't there are some breeds that repetition is their love life. They love to do it. Like labs will retrieve a bumper 100 times and be happy every time. Griffs are not like that. They're going to get bored after about 10 or 12 times. Okay. Unless there's a real dead bird on the other end of it. And then they're not going to get bored if you 
fetch 100 birds, they're not going to get bored. But just routine obedience, they'll get bored. Okay, that's, that's important to know because you don't want them to start learning the wrong things because you're not varying their training. That's right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. This is a lovely breed, and they sound amazing. They're wonderful. <laughs> I've had lots of breeds. I've never had a bad dog, and this is my breed from now on. Okay. Yep. I'm absolutely in love with this breed. Smitten. I wore pink because it's love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's an incredibly versatile breed. And I mean, what about that low low coat, that low maintenance coat? I mean, nothing sticks to it. It's like the Teflon dog. It's so cool. I love how functional animals, you know, are like that coat is made like that for yeah. a reason. It's just, it's fantastic. Guys, if you enjoyed this episode, give us a thumbs up. That'll help us here on YouTube and, uh, as I've said, we're trying to get YouTube to like us, so <laughs> every little bit helps. Yeah, and if you have a wire-haired pointing griffon, please leave a uh, comment down below. Tell us about your experience with your uh, your pal. Yeah, can you make me love them even more? <laughs> can you make me hate them? I don't think you can. I really don't think you can. And speaking of comments, let's take a look at our commenter of the show. All right, so I'm doing a twofer here because these are two short comments. So um, we get, so far, as of May 15th, 2022, our most popular episode is the Rat Terrier episode. Oh. And Jerome, like we said, is such an amazing ambassador for the breed. Yeah. And we get so many wonderful comments about Jerome. So um, ha uh, Hallie, the ratty, it's either Hallie or Haley, um, said, I'm glad Franco found a loving home and Yes, we agree. Yeah. Franco won the home lottery. And then Gene Landers says, I'm going to cry. Thank you, Jerome. <laughs> I mean, it, like if you if you don't watch that episode and if you watch that episode and don't see Jerome's like sensitive love of this breed. Yeah, his I think, affection of, for that breed is is off the charts yeah yeah so um so thanks guys for commenting and um hey remember if you're um listening on the podcast just shoot us an email dognerdshow at gmail.com and uh we'll we'll potentially make you the commenter of the show yeah megan tell people where they can find us other than dognerdshow.com yeah, so, well, dognerdshow.com for sure, our Gmail, and then um, online everywhere for social, at dognerdshow. And then if you want to look for some uh, dog gear, go over to etsy.com slash shop slash hound and thistle. Yeah, absolutely. Well, until next time, folks, bye. Bye. Bye.